We also partner with Global Justice Ecology Project. For that, I'd like to welcome our guest, Philip Owen, environmental activist and founding member of Geosphere, a nonprofit organization registered in South Africa for more than two decades. Geosphere has been raising awareness regarding the environmental and social impacts of large-scale industrial timber plantations. They also call them forests. Um, the organization network with the Southern African and international organizations, including Timber Watch, South Africa Water Caucus, Global Forest Coalition, and many others. Philip Owen, thank you for joining us. Hi, Margaret. Thank you very much for inviting me to your program. Well, let, let's yeah, start um, with... Start with this business about a forest versus a, a timber uh, plantation. Um, tell us the distinction that you make, Philip Owen. We know forests mainly as massive industrial timber plantations. The region where I'm at is called means where the sun rocks, we border on Mozambique. Um, this area is to be the local grassland vegetation for this region. Um, to an estimated 4,000 different plots. So most of these grass, or many, more than 600 hectares, have been transplanted under the guy forest. Because you cannot call a forest a monoculture of timber, you know. Primarily, it's, it's aimed exclusively to regionally imported from Mexico and eucalyptus imported from Australia. So these trees, are, these plantations are established as massive monocultures with huge impacts because the indigenous plants, they need sunlight, they need fire in the management, um, and of course they, uh, that gets excluded to them. So you find a massive tie of, of the indigenous vegetation and therefore then a loss of those natural services upon which we depend. You know, things like water retention, flood prevention, prevention of soil erosion, etc. So these plantations, um, they are not forests. Because when you think of a forest, you think of something that's life-giving. Um, it's not like these timber plantations, which actually impact so negatively on the natural ecosystem services we depend upon. Right, and and tell us too. I mean, you you mentioned water, just the impacts on biodiversity and soil sustainability of these kinds of uh, timber uh, plantations. Philip Owen. Exactly. You know, uh, uh, these plantations are evergreen timber species, so it's not like the indigenous trees, which when it becomes dry in the winter months, they drop their leaves, and it's almost as if you can see their skeletons. It indicates that they are not using water at the time when there is no water or very little water, you know. So these timber plantations, of course, are evergreen and they continue to consume water due to the The roots of eucalyptus trees have been measured 60 meters into the soil profile. So that's how deep they can go in their search to, to mine the groundwater. Um, there's a eucalyptus plantation close by where there was a, it's a place called Nukubalam, where there was some studies done. Where the plantation was established. After three years, all the water, uh, the surface water resources dried up, so the little streams and fountains. After the plantation was eventually harvested at 16 years, it took another... Right. 
Okay, um, you cut out for a minute there, uh, Philip Owen. I, I hope you're hearing me okay. But, um, you know, the uh, uh, part of the use of these, uh, sorry, you, you cut in and out a little bit. I was going to ask you about um, the burning of biomass for energy production because people are looking at these kind of, you know, the burning of of biomass as, you know, good for the environment. I'd like to get your thoughts on that, but also to say a bit about the alternative models of forestry. Um, Philip Owen. Uh, Thank you, Margaret. It makes just crazy that uh, burning can be seen as renewable in some way, you know. Um, it is said often in the U.S. and in the it said burning biomass of the neutral part. And obviously the trees grow back and can theoretically absorb the carbon. But they burn very and it takes a long time to grow back. So it creates a carbon debt which we can no longer really afford. The other thing, of course, Burning biomass for, 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 for electricity on a large scale, um, produces the demand for more wood and thus the establishment of more of these industrial monoculture timber plantations, which are established as fuel wood plantations. And those plantations, of course, have a massive negative impact on biodiversity resources in places where they are grown. Um, so it's, uh, it's not a good biomass on a large scale. On a planet that's burning, yeah, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be burning, uh, you know, stuff for, for, in, for energy production. And with regards to the sustainable models of first production, is the absolute We have to get diversity back into the systems. At the moment, when you go into these timber plantations, it's super quiet. You don't hear insects, you don't hear birds, because there's no indigenous food resources for the animals and, and, and you know, to eat. Um, so it's important to bring back that diversity to the system because, of course, we are all stronger um, if we are diversified. You know, in diversity, there's strength. In diversity, there's resilience. So, you know, and, and animals, it's so important to bring animals back into these forest systems. We, we shouldn't see a forest merely as a collection of trees. It's also interesting to note that timber plantations are not, uh, you know, uh, a carbon. It's, it's not good for carbon sequestration. In fact, when you establish a timber plantation, you become a source of carbon for the first couple of decades. It's only once the system stabilizes that it can be a carbon sink. And then it's not merely that which is responsible for carbon sequestration. It is the living ecosystem. And the more the better at sequestering carbon. So we have to reforest in the real sense of the word, not just trees, a real forest in all of its diversity and complexity. Right. And, you know, just, um, you know, finally, we, I, at least I personally have been, uh, supported this effort uh, by the Movement for Land Struggle in Bahia in Brazil because you're dealing with uh, South Africa, Mozambique, etc. And then uh, across the world in Brazil, you see similar things happening um, with these industrial uh, plantations of non-native uh, toxic uh, eucalyptus 
trees that are displacing the bio, biodiversity, and they're talking about creating agroforestry systems, right, with native uh, forest species, just along the lines of of what you are discussing. So um, this this is an urgent problem and crisis for the planet, isn't it, uh, Philip Owen? So for people who want to learn more about this, who want to find out more about your work, about the work of, of Geosphere, uh, what should they do? And any quick final thoughts from you, uh, Philip Owen? Um, well, I want to say I was fortunate to know Ricardo Pereira was the vote of the rainforest movement based in Uruguay. I think it's Deforestation is much worse than deforestation um, because they would harvest the trees, they would leave some diversity, and they would leave, and the forest would be able to regenerate. But with afforestation, a company would come in, they would uh, destroy the natural diversity, they would plant monoculture timber plantations, and they would stay, forever altering the environment and making it really, really, really difficult. Um, to rehabilitate. Um, I thank you for asking. Well, people can visit Geosphere on Facebook. They can see Geosphere on Twitter. Um, Geosphere Africa has got a nice YouTube channel which people can visit. And if anybody's on Clubhouse, it would be great if they join the Geosphere Club on Clubhouse where we have uh, interesting discussions around forestry and energy issues. But thanks a, a lot, Margaret, for the opportunity. Alrighty, thank you so very much uh, for joining us.